welcome everybody to this edition of the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. We are going to get back into it. I hope everybody had a good Christmas holiday. Today is actually the last day of Christmas, the 12th day of Christmas. And I guess January 6th is Little Christmas, although Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are going to keep January 6th alive, and we're not talking about Little Christmas. They're, they want to keep what happened last January 6th in the public's eye, and we'll tell you why that is. I mean, why is the left so heavily invested on January 6th, and why do they continue to refer to what happened on that day as an insurrection, when it clearly was nothing of the sort? So in this program, in the next few minutes, we'll dispel the, that whole media narrative. And I'll give you the, the, the uh, dictionary definition of an insurrection is a violent uprising against a government or other established authority. Now, we had riots back last summer that swept the country in all these uh, democratically controlled cities. And there were, those were riots that caused some $2 billion in property damage. And they claimed more than 20 lives. What happened on January 6th was a protest at the Capitol building in D.C. It lasted a few hours, caused minimal damage, and only one person was killed. And she was killed by a Capitol Police officer, shot dead, unarmed, female uh, veteran, Trump supporter. Tucker Carlson said after the, after the event, it was a political protest that got out of hand. It's not a threat to our democracy, as Pelosi and company would have us believe. It's not on the par with, uh, with Pearl Harbor or 9-11, certainly. Ashley Babbitt was the only person killed, and she was shot dead. We're going to go on into that in a couple of minutes. I also want to spend a couple of minutes talking about the, uh, the, one of the great coaches and broadcasters of all time. John Madden passed away last week at the age of 85. And I mean, John Madden uh, is football to me. It, he made it so much fun to listen to those NFL games in the 80s and 90s. There was nobody like John Madden. And uh, he's, he's somebody who put his heart and soul into everything he did. He was a coach. He coached the Oakland Raiders for 10 years. I mean, he gave it everything he had. He loved his players, so much so that he couldn't coach anymore. It, was, it took too much of a toll on him. He had heart issues, and uh, he couldn't separate himself from his players, unlike some other great NFL coaches. Tom Landry, one of them, who was a, a, a brilliant tactician, but he, he was kind of aloof, kept a distance from his players because he knew he had to make tough decisions. He had to cut a lot of those players, and he didn't want to get too close to them. Madden did. He, he got close to his players. They loved him. Uh, he worked at all the major networks, but his 20-plus years with former giant great Pat Summerall were the most memorable. And uh, he was a large man in more ways than one, larger than life. So we'll talk about him as well. And, of course, we'll talk about, well, let's start with uh, Andrew Cuomo. Former Governor Cuomo has been cleared of charges he caused the deaths of over 15,000 nursing home patients during the onset of this pandemic. Now, I'm not surprised by that. Not at all. Also, Albany County DA David Soares, I heard today, says he will drop the charges of sexual misconduct against young Andrew because Soares claims the charges came after the county sheriff, Craig Apple, bypassed Soares' office. So Apple didn't go through the, the proper channels. And Soros and Apple are not uh, on good terms anyway. They, they have an issue with each other. So Cuomo remains free. And I'm thinking, what about, what about the alleged victim or victims? Will they ever get justice? Probably not, because they are not politically connected 
like Cuomo is. And all the parties involved are Democrats. And Democrats, as we know, take care of their own. Now, if Cuomo, you can bet if Cuomo had an R or a C in front of his name, he'd be charged the way Rensselaer County Executive Steve McLaughlin is charged with misappropriating campaign funds. President Trump, how many times has he been sued? He's facing all kinds of lawsuits. I mean, a federal judge just tossed out a couple of those lawsuits on Friday. So Trump is so far, nobody's been able to pin anything on him because he hasn't done anything, anything wrong. I mean, he has throughout his life. Who hasn't? But these Democrats are unbelievable. Cuomo's, I told people at my office, I work for the assembly, as most of you know, I said, he's not going to get, he may get charged. Nothing will stick to this guy because he wants to run again for political office. He already has indicated he's thinking of running for attorney general, post he held, I don't know, eight or 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was. We have a two-tiered justice system here in New York State. And also for the, uh, it exists for the Washington elites too. There's a, there, there are rules for them and the rules for the rest of us. So Cuomo walks free, at least for now. I mean, I don't think anything's going to come of it. But, you know, that's that's the way things roll. That's the way things are in Albany. That's why people are so ticked that nothing, some of these people who commit wrongdoing never, ever face charges when they commit crimes. Hillary Clinton is one. I wrote a piece on this. It's uh, on the PAC perspective at the BMG Network. Look it up. Go to the PAC perspective. We have a guy here locally. <clears throat> He's on the uh, school board. And I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. If you listen to this program, I've talked about it. Went over the board's heads, over the superintendent of school's head, as far as we know. Maybe he didn't. He went right to the board of uh, the commissioner of education and said that uh, the Cambridge Indian mascot has got to go. Even though we elected two pro-mascot members to the board of education over the summer, this guy took it upon himself to say, well, forget about what the people want or what they voted for. I know better. And he's, you know, they talked about a censure, but there he is sitting on the board. So I want to jump back to January 6th, 2021. And uh, let's dispel a couple of myths here. Because I think there's a lot of misinformation on, uh, out there. And I think a lot of people believe what they hear and what they read and what they see on TV, certainly. And uh, Ashley Babbitt was the only one killed. She is, was an unarmed supporter of Donald Trump. She was shot and killed. And this is, this is critical to understand about what happened on January 6th. It's a, this, calling it an insurrection is a hoax. And what happened that day and what happened afterwards is only intelligible when you look at it as a chapter in this long-running effort to discredit and ultimately to dispose of Donald Trump. And it's not really him, as he said. It's us. It's the middle class. It's middle America. It's what Hillary Clinton, who Hillary Clinton referred to as the deplorables. That is you. That is me. Those of us in the middle income bracket, we're part of this populist sentiment that brought Donald Trump to power. We're the ones who are the targets. I mean, the the federal government under Obama mobilized and spied on the Trump campaign. They wanted to to frame various people close to Trump, and we know who they are. I'm not going to go into the whole Russian collusion hoax, because that's, that's a real hoax. Basically, it's a, it was a parallel administration shadowing the elected Trump administration. And we know about James Comey and the FBI and the Justice Department under Obama. All that evidence that was trumped up was manufactured by the Democratic National Committee and paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. I have in front of me here an indispensable piece of information from uh, Roger Kimball, editor and publisher of The New Criterion. And he gave a speech, and part of it is excerpted here. Uh, in Hillsdale 
college's uh, Imprimus magazine, which I get monthly. And he talks about, I mentioned James Comey. Now, he's a former director of the FBI. He publicly denied knowing who paid for this dossier. We know that the DNC and Hillary Clinton paid for it, and, and Comey knew about it. He denied knowing about it, but emails from a year earlier prove he knew all along. And what was the penalty for lying in Comey's case? Got a huge book deal and toured the country denouncing Trump. That's what I mean, two-tiered justice system. But I'm going to read word for word here from the new criterion from uh, Roger Kimball. He wrote a great piece. He said, according to the narrative, five people, including Ashley Babbitt, died in the skirmish. Moreover, it was said Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick was bludgeoned to death by a raging Trump supporter wielding a fire extinguisher. That was a gem of a story. The New York Times ran with that. And other media outlets pick, picked it up and it spread like wildfire. Of course, it's, it didn't happen that way. But you can see why Pelosi and the left, they want to tie this whole incident to the Civil War. They say it's on par with the Civil War and 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and all this other. It's nonsense. The indisputable fact about January 6th, although five people died at or near the Capitol on that day or soon after, none of these deaths was brought about by the protesters. Not one. The shot fired by the Capitol Police officer, Michael Byrd, it was months before we found out his name, that's the bullet that hit Ashley Babbitt in the neck and killed her, was the only shot fired at the Capitol that day. No guns were recovered from the Capitol on January 6th. Did you know that? Not one single firearm. And these people who are being detained, who took part in the uh, in the protests, they're, they're having their constitutional rights denied them. There's a Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It talks about the right to a speedy trial. These, these guys are still in prison. They're in, many of them in, in solitary confinement, still waiting to be brought to trial. That's what happened on January 6th. You're not, you're not hearing about that narrative. All right, on to um, the passing of former NFL coach. And I mentioned this uh, longtime uh, broadcaster, John Madden. And by the way, at the in a couple of minutes, I want to play a piece of audio by this gentleman who was, he was big in around 08, 09. Frank Caliendo does great impersonations. And I think Madden is his, is his best one, but he does Charles Barkley, a great George W. Bush. And he did a, 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 an imitation of the late John Madden on one of the, on the Letterman show. He was on Letterman two or three times doing Madden. But the first one, it's, it's unbelievable. This guy had the mannerisms, the voicing, just right down pat. Anyway, I, you know, John Madden, to me, I, I would look forward to those Fox games on Sunday after church. We'd get home and we'd turn on, turn on the TV and he and Summerall would uh, make the game interesting. Summerall was a straight guy and Madden with the X's and O's, he'd draw all these diagrams. And he was just so much fun to listen to. And we don't have that nowadays. Troy Aikman's a great guy. He's a good broadcaster, good color guy. Uh, Joe Buck does a, a fantastic job. A lot of great broadcasters, but there was nobody quite like uh, John Madden. So here is, for this is from the uh, David Letterman show. I want to go, I want to say it goes back to about 2008, 2009. Frank Caliendo. Good to have you on the show. Nice to, nice to see you. How are things going? Pretty good, Dave. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of places you could be, but I mean, <laughs> anytime you're in a place like this, you think, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, things start to get, you, know, you want to be on a, in a funny place, and this is one of those funny places. And if for another place, it's not as funny, you think, but I mean, why am I in that place? I, I, what I wanted to be was in a funny place, and boom. <laughs> I mean, I'm out of right now, Dave. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
Well, it's an exciting time for uh, you and football. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame and you, you went to a new network and everything. How, how's all that going? Yeah, I mean, a new network. I mean, you wouldn't know about switching networks, Dave, but I mean... <laughs> It's just one of those things that, you know, you go to a different place and you do different things. Right. Uh, still working with Al Michaels, of course, the, the greatest announcer in the world, if you don't count like 30 or 40 other guys. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he stands out of box yeah. to be the same height as me. I mean, it's great working there and great doing what we're doing there and, and, and doing the things we do. And as long as we keep doing them, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you know, that's like, that's all yeah, about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like the hokey pokey. You put your right foot in. Yeah. You take your right foot out. You right. put your right foot in. You shake it all about. Of you course. do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. Boom. <laughs> and that's what that's all about. Yeah. Okay? Now, uh, <laughs> Coach, how do I call you, Coach? I mean, I, mean, I coach is fine. I okay. think coaches are, I mean, right. a lot of Over the years, uh, one of the interesting things, one of the many interesting things I've, I've known about you, or I think I know about you, is that you don't fly. Is yeah, that correct? Definitely not. I don't, yeah, I mean, you don't, I don't like to fly? You're afraid of flying? Oh, a little bit of claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, and it, it, it's, you can't get out of a plane. Right. I mean, you can get out of a car or a bus, you know, right. we're going to take the cruiser, but. I mean, you can't get out of a plane. I mean, people I don't think were meant to fly. I mean, and, and, and if people were meant to fly, they'd have wings. <laughs> people don't have wings. But then again, I mean, what do you think about it? I'm sorry. Well, turkeys have wings, and they don't fly either. Well, but that's a good point. They do taste good. I mean, it, it, very tasty, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, anything with wings pretty much is a pretty tasty treat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I could. What? If I could. <laughs> right. What I would do is, is, is put wings on a cow, and that would be like a flying burger. Now, do you mind if I ask you a couple of football questions? Uh, uh, and I, I watch uh, the game, and I don't pretend to understand it, but I enjoy it. But same, uh, same thing with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what, uh, down down by contact, can you explain that rule, down by contact? Well, I mean, not, now they can review down by contact. Uh, it wasn't, before, you couldn't review it, now you can review it. That means if a guy's running a blow the whistle, you can keep playing. I mean, <laughs> hazard to people but at the same time you've seen a guy lose the ball before uh -huh. and now the other team can get the ball uh -huh. even after the whistle's blown yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least those are the notes i've gotten yeah, yeah. Now, um... that's frank caliendo and his his imitation of john madden absolutely brilliant uh, i think that was from about 2008 2009 I wanted to end the program on on that note, on, on an up note, but I, a couple of things I forgot here uh, re regarding COVID. I mean, how can you do a show? I guess you could do a show and not mention COVID, but I read today in, on WorldNet Daily that over a million COVID vaccine injuries are now being reported on the CDC's database. These are events due to COVID-19 vaccines, and that the, the uh, number has surpassed 1 million. The Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, known as VAERS reports as of December 24th, there were 21,002 COVID vaccine deaths, 110,609 hospitalizations, along with a total of 1,227,000 COVID vaccine adverse events, which is frightening. And I also read a, a government report today, also on WorldNet Daily, that says 95% of the Omicron cases are among the vaccinated. Uh, that's a frightening thought. I mean, we're being told continually 
the president said today or Monday, as we record this, that uh, everybody should go out and get vaccinated and get your boosters and all that. But 95% of the Omicron cases, according to the government, are people who've been vaccinated. So anyway, and you know, this, this thing is real. I'm not a COVID denier. We had a, a gentleman younger than me passed away over the weekend. And he worked in our automation department, worked on computers, nicest guy in the world. And he had been battling COVID for a few days and uh, he passed away. I think he was in his mid fifties. So it is real. So you gotta be safe, be careful, but you know, use your common sense, that's all. If you uh, wanna hear all the fine shows we have for you on the BMG Network, you can go to bmgnetwork.com and you can check out the Ken Burns Show, the Adrian Ross program and uh, this show as well. And my, my daughter just did a show today, my daughter Madeline, did The Essentials, and she does that show, uh, I guess, periodically, once a week, once every couple of weeks. She's a student at SUNY Albany. And uh, what she did today, and she gave me a rundown, uh, I'm not, uh, I have no degree in in medicine, but she is taking pre-med courses, and it's way over my head. But anyway, she uh, is doing a little, did a little program on uh, on some of the viruses and, and how they differ, how, how the flu virus differs from COVID. And and whatnot. So check that out, the the essentials. And if you want to contact me directly, go to Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, all lowercase, at the bmgnetwork.com. And if you want to catch the uh, the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we are. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, you name it, we're there. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Pacman podcast. I'm Ted Flint. And if the good Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. <laughs>